Hello, fans. I'm Brian. And I'm Caitlin. And this is... Domestic Debates. Ding, ding, ding. after this conversation hello everyone and welcome to another episode of domestic Domestic debates for any first-time listeners i wanted to just let you know what our show is kind of about the point of the show despite the name is not to have a debate and to have a winner the goal is to have the difficult conversations with each other and with special guests and really try to understand where the other person is coming from because everybody wants change but we can't do that if we're not having conversations. Tonight we're going to be talking about a very relevant and controversial matter, the Black Lives Matter movement. And the organization and the hashtag just Black Lives Matter um, in general. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. It's a long overdue episode and it's something I definitely have been really excited to talk about. So can't wait. We knew that this one was important to do and to do right. Our guest today is an amazing woman who earned a bachelor's in public health and is working towards a nursing degree. She actually chooses to work in a hospital around a bunch of germy sick people, further cementing her sainthood status. With the voice of an angel, she sang on a national recording of the gospel group Chris Urban and Abraham's Descendants. She's a strong, independent Black woman who don't need no man and a maker of the world's greatest BLTs. Please welcome my hilarious, beautiful, and favorite cousin, Hi Dia. <laughs> oh, hey everybody. Hey, welcome to the show. Hello, Hi Dia. I guess Thanks you're, for having me. I guess you're my cousin now too, right? Yes, yeah. I am your cousin now. That's awesome. I've never had a cousin who could sing before. <laughs> so what do you say? You ready to get right into this? I am. Oh, I listen, will be yes. performing as a moderator tonight, and I will just make sure that these two ladies keep the gloves on, you know, don't try and gouge each other's eyes out. Just be civil, you know, like family. We're going to have a nice debate. We're going to talk. We're, we're going to get into this and dive into the little details, but I need you ladies to be nice. And if you're not, I'm going to, I'm going to step in. All right. Good. I'm going to put an end to it. All right. Smack All right. down. Put your foot down. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I'm going to be debating today about why I am not a supporter of Black Lives Matter. Oh boy. I think that's the first time I've ever actually said that out loud. I do not support Black Lives Matter. And it's not because I don't believe that Black Lives Matter. Obviously, we both believe that Black Lives Matter because they do. There's, that was never even a question. But as a movement, as an organization, especially as the organization and as the hashtag, I just, I'm not a fan of any of it. And I think there's definitely better ways to accomplish the same goal. So would it be fair to say that Hydea is a supporter of Black Lives Matter? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So already we have some differing opinions here. Yeah. So no offense idea, but my wife goes first because otherwise I have to sleep on the couch. (laughs) So what are some of the original problems you have with Black Lives Matter as a whole? It's a radical hate group that is not actually accomplishing anything positive. Anything. Not anything. I don't think that they're doing what they say they're doing. I don't think they're accomplishing their goals. Okay, and so I, I don't think they're the, it's the best way to go about 
raising up black people. So you feel like it's a little misguided and everybody kind of follows yeah. along with it because they like the message. 100% think it's, uh, I think it's wholly misguided. I think the women who have created Black Lives Matter, I don't think they're misguided. I think they're doing exactly what they plan to do. Like, I don't, I think it's everybody else who is just jumping on the bandwagon without actually taking the time to learn about the organization itself and really think things through because it, it's such a feel good thing. It's so easy. If you hear Black Lives Matter, like everybody's like, well, duh, like, of course it matters. So they're supporting it automatically because it's like, why wouldn't you support that? But I just being the skeptic that I am, I like really sat back and looked into it and kind of took it all in. And I was like, you know what? I'm not really on board with this and I will get more into why later. Okay. Idea. So why do you support the Black Lives Matter? I support the Black Lives Matter movement because, like Kaylin said, of how they started. Um, so the group basically started um, to speak out against institutional racism. And, ooh, girl, you got me shook with your, little, with your stance. Did I upset you? No, no, not at all. Because I, I, I get what you're, it, yeah, it's a little surprising to me. Okay. I do get where you're coming from. Yes, the people that have gotten a hold of the hashtag and kind of misconstrued what the actual purpose of the movement is, they have taken it and run in completely different directions with it. Mm -hmm. But my point to it is you can't base the entire group or the entire movement on those individuals, no matter how many there are, because I... There are a lot of people who kind of take it to the extreme. I won't say they're doing anything wrong, but they're taking it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. But you can't base, just like you can't take one bad police officer and then put that view on the entire police department. Like, it doesn't work like that. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I basically support the movement that started in 2013 after the death of Trayvon Martin. Which was garbage. We can all agree. Yeah, yeah. something to be upset about. Yeah. I can understand uh, that. So... I get where you're coming from, where you say that you feel like they're not accomplishing things, but they, they actually are the actual core of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. They are doing some amazing things. Uh, so it was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer, George Zimmerman. But I take on the view that the Black Lives Matter movement believes that in order to win and bring as many people along the way, they must move beyond the narrow nationalism that is too prevalent in black communities, took that from the website. So basically in order to kind of make rights equal for the black community, we kind of have to have people other than black people along the way, we have to have allies. No movement works without allies. So right. we have to have people that believe what we believe, um, some people that don't believe what we believe, but they're kind of you know, changing their views and seeing that something is wrong we need those people to help us drive the actual message of this movement. It's not about saying that Black people don't like white people. It's nothing like that. I know a lot of the rebuttals are white lives matter, which I don't really hit that one too much, but the all lives matter thing kind of gets under my skin because in order for all lives to matter, Black lives have to matter. And right now, Black lives, it seems, um, the way things have been going for the past eight years, 
um, multiple Black men and women being brutally murdered by police officers, white supremacists, whatever the case may be, trans people, queer people, disabled people, undocumented people. The Black Lives Matter movement is all, almost all-encompassing. It's not only for Black lives, it's for all lives that are not seen as equal in our country. Okay. The way you're describing it, it's like a catch-all for anybody who is underrepresented in right. our community and in our country. Right. Okay. Basically. I had some follow-up questions. So, okay. idea, you mm-hmm. view the positives of Black Lives Matter is that they are the forefront or the founding fathers of modern, like, Black liberation. So, they were helping Basically. to liberate Blacks and other minorities. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's almost like the civil rights movement of our generation, right. basically. Okay. I can get behind that. And you ag- you agree with their ideology and what they do, but not always what they have done. Is that what, you, right. is that what I catch from this? Okay. Mm-hmm. So would it be fair to say that you're more in support of the movement than the organization or you think you're equally Oh, absolutely. Supported? Okay. No, I, I don't really know much about the organization. I'm more behind what the movement stands for. All right. Uh, because that's it, fair. I mean, it directly impacts my life. Mm-hmm. and the people that are around me on a daily basis. Yeah, I could see that. Can you talk more about that? I'm just more curious about like the experiences that you've had that... Um, Would make you want to support Black Lives Matter? But support the right. movement. like Support the movement? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or- Growing up, I grew up in what some people would consider a racist town, but I never really experienced firsthand any racism until uh, after I turned 18 and I moved away from home and got to college. I know the first actual account, I was in class. Um, I, call, I went to college at Charleston, so it is a predominantly white institution. Hmm. Um, Fair enough. So it's 80 something percent white. While I was there, I think black people only made up like 5%. Um, so I was in class. I went to my very first biology class. The only black child or black girl in there I have a conversation with a young lady that's sitting next to me before class starts. And she goes, oh, are you here on some kind of scholarship? Oh. No. Well, I just figured because you're Black and you got into this school. Uh, wow. No. First of all, I got into the school just like you did. I worked my butt off in high school, got the scores that I needed to get in, and now I'm here. Pay my tuition out of pocket like most students here. So no, that was my first real account. Didn't really happen often. I can't say it happened all the time. But the next real thing was around the time I graduated, I came home. Uh, me and my, a couple of my friends were eating at a Buffalo Wild Wings. And we were sitting there and a, a group of teenagers came in and sat at the table in front of us, uh, white males. So we were eating. It was me, one of my other friends that graduated the same time I did. And then one of our friends from high school, one of my friends from high school. Um, And we were just having a conversation and they kept interrupting our conversation, just like making a little smart remark. Uh, One guy asked, he asked, we were talking about school. He's like, well, where'd you go to school? And we were at College of Charleston. He was like, oh, you're smart enough to get in there. And it, it, you know, just like little digs like that. Um, So they were making so much of a ruckus that the manager actually came over um, and made them leave. So made them pay for their food and leave. So we sat in maybe another 30 minutes. um, And when we get up to leave, they're still sitting in the parking lot. Um, And so they just start yelling. At first, I couldn't really make out what they were saying because it was like behind the engine in the car was making a lot of noise. Uh, But they when they stopped, 
they're like they're yelling the n-word at us like n-word alert n-word alert and we're just kind of like are you serious wow and then they peel out of the parking lot yeah that's really that's really messed up and it makes me angry like i feel defensive like if i was there i would have caused all the scenes like I would have got arrested. I don't play that game. And I don't know. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not really set condoning what they were doing, but it's not it's not surprising, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it's sad that it's happening. Like, we're in, at that time, it was 2016. Like, we're in 2020 now, and look at what all is going on. It, it's just, it's sad, but it's not surprising. Um, let's just go to the George Floyd because that's the most recent thing that's happened Mm -hmm. so well not really because in the midst of this quarantine we've had three separate accounts so the brianna taylor incident i do recall the brianna taylor and we're both Um, outraged over that one mm -hmm. yeah so yeah brianna taylor and then the whole um, ahmaud arbery thing uh with the the people chasing him down as he's jogging it's almost like you can't do anything without being without the feeling of man am am I going to be the next hashtag and George Floyd I think George Floyd got to me the most this is why I am so passionate about the Black Lives Matter movement because things like this keep happening and nobody's doing anything about it the suspects are getting no there are no charges being pressed no nobody's getting any jail time people are getting let off with warnings and it's like it's almost to the point where you're like well man do we matter? Because we're being killed at alarming rate. Over the last eight years, this has been happening and nobody wants to do anything about it. Nobody, it's, it's almost like they're turning a blind eye and it kind of gets a little frustrating. I can understand that. Yeah. So actually I did want to kind of rebuttal to what you were saying because it's so it's so tough to say this because like as we were talking about the other day, it, it is like I have a foot in both camps and it right. I always feel like I have to be the no matter what it is in my life, if I see like the mass of people going after one thing, my natural instinct is to like defend that that person or that mm-hmm. thing. So that's kind of one of the reasons I'm so outspoken. So I really feel like I need I want to speak for like the white people on this. And I think it's become this feeling that like if somebody's like, oh well, black people are experiencing this, and then you start talking about white people, it seems like you're taking away from the issues that black people have. And I don't see it that way. Like I think they can both exist equally. So um forgive me if it feels like I'm trying to take away from the strife that like black people are going through because I'm not, but I do want to point out that for all these like black people that are killed by cops in these like horrendous fashions, like there are just as many white people who have been killed the same way. And if you look at the numbers, there are more white people killed by police than black people. What do you think now? Wait, now it is, it is true that the, the rates are disproportionate because if you go by percentage, black people make up a smaller percentage of the population. So percentages, they are killed at a higher percentage than white people. That's Mm -hmm. true. But that doesn't make these people's lives any less important. So I think when I look at this issue, it's not about Black people being hurt by police. It's about people being hurt by police. The police brutality is the issue, not the race of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I always, I feel like that's just something that needs to be mentioned as as a reason why I don't feel so passionate about the Black Lives Matter movement because I think it isolates everybody else who is experiencing the, and I I think it distracts from the bigger issue, which in my opinion is police brutality. 
So the analogy that I've heard is about a house on fire. Mm -hmm. So you can have one house on fire on a street. You're not going to send the fire department to all of the houses. You're going to send the fire department to the house that's on fire to put it out. That makes sense. I, I get that, that. Being Yeah, that being said, yes, all people are getting killed by the police. But right now, it's happening to Black people at a higher rate. When you look at the numbers and you see the rate, this is what the Black Lives Matter movement, in my opinion, is trying to bring awareness to. We are being killed at a higher rate. And somebody needs to look into why that is happening, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. So I understand a lot of what you're saying. To circle back to my other question that I had earlier, okay. the Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and drawing a blank on who the other one was. Ahmaud Arbery. Ahmaud. So do you think that they were all killed because they were black or was there other factors involved? Or what do you, what do you think about that? The Ahmaud Arbery, that is without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion, that was solely based on race. Mm-hmm. I can't say with the Breonna Taylor uh, incident that this couldn't have happened to anybody. Uh, the George Floyd, I, with that one, it, it, it gets a little messy. The color of his skin could have had something to do with it. I I can't speak on that because I don't have enough fact. I don't have mm-hmm. enough evidence. What I do know is here's a, another Black man whose blood was shed in the street. So I, I can't, and I don't want to say that race had a factor I think that's actually a really responsible stance to take on it. I think my big, like a huge issue that I have in a lot of these cases is that as soon as something like this happens, everyone's so quick to say that it's a race thing and that it was done out of racism. And it's like, we don't know. We can't prove that. You don't know that that cop that killed George Floyd was racist. Like We have no way of knowing that. So why make it a race issue? Like right off the bat, I feel like calling things racism without any proof is so dangerous. And then if you read Black Lives Matter's website, the language they use is very inflammatory because it it makes it seem like these people are being killed just because they're Black. That's the language that they're using and the message they're pushing. But there's no proof of that. So that's a huge issue that I have with Black Lives Matter because I think it's fostering a sense of hatred or a sense of fear where there might not necessarily need to be one. Mm, So not necessarily. I feel that because this is repeatedly happening to Black people, we can kind of pull race in it a little bit for some of the instances. I feel like we could go down a rabbit hole of talking about all the awful injustices that have been done to people. But again, when it comes to the numbers, for every Black person that something like this happens to, it also happens to a white person. Like I have a whole list of instances where like these famous cases of Black people being killed by police and then a white person who was killed in like basically the same circumstances in the same manner but so it i mean get any of the attention yeah but i mean and i understand the rate is higher but my my question then is is there any reason that the rate could be higher other than the fact that they're black like there's got to be something else to me that just seems like too disproportionate of a rate for mean? i mean i just don't i don't know i don't know i don't like it's hard to say. I don't know if I, I just don't like believe it. I don't see it. I don't buy it that there's all these cops out there who are specifically targeting black people. Not to say that there are no cops that Mm -hmm. target black people. Right. I know that there are. I just don't, I don't think that it's as huge of a, like a thing. So I'm wondering if there's, there's gotta be other factors in there besides the fact that of the color of their skin that uh, leads to this disparity. 
That's just something that I can't seem to let go of. I think the issues are bigger than race. I think race is uh, definitely important and it's definitely an issue, but I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is with police brutality and the justice system. And I think, honestly, I think a lot of the issues are inside the Black communities themselves. And my thing that I can't let go of is that the, I think the movement and Black Lives Matter, the organization, are so stuck on blaming the government for what is wrong. That's not fair. I don't feel like that's accurate. But I don't see what the government can do. I think the change has to come from people. I think this whole thing is more of a like, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain kind of deal. So that kind of brings me back to the the disproportion here with killings. I think there's got to be other reasons that there is such a huge um, disparity in white people being killed to black people, even though white, there are more white people killed by police. I mean, it's got to be something else. And I think I think everyone's ignoring that. And I think if you want a real change, you gotta you got to attack it from all sides. You can't just blame the government, have them like make a new law or pay reparations or something and expect it's going to change your life because it's not going to change the world. Like that's just too simple. Do you think there's any other reason for the disproportionate killing of Black people by cops other than race? Mm, there might be. I, I can't say. There might be. There might might be if um, violence was a, a key factor in the, in the, the situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a lot of different factors. So, yeah, no, it can't. It, it's not solely based on race. I don't believe that it could, but it could be. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's, that's my point. Like I, that is why I have such a huge issue with, again, I'll go back to the organization because I feel like they push the narrative that this mm-hmm. is a hundred percent cops hunting down black people just because they're black and because cops are evil and white supremacy and whatever they're saying, like that is the verbiage. It's so angry and so definite but you can't say that it was this person was killed because they're black but again Mm -hmm. this is what i'm talking about there's issues at at play here that need to be addressed that i feel like are being distracted from because black lives matter is trying so hard to make it a race issue um for whatever reason whether or not they actually believe that or because they feel like that's the best way to get um the positive change that they're looking for i'm not sure but that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons i have such a huge issue with uh, organization i'm pro movement not pro organization okay if that makes any sense yeah no i don't think i can speak i don't think i can speak on the organization side which it sounds like that's what you're leaning more to not really agreeing with i feel like the movement's a lot easier to get behind yeah organization yeah Uh, i don't know much about the organization i'm more behind the actual movement of Black Lives Matter, because when you get when you break it down with the organization, they have links for you to buy things. I don't yeah. think you should be profiting off of the name, and I feel like that's where a lot of the issue comes in. Um, but I think the organization is a huge contributor to the movement, so I think it it can't be. I feel like you can't get behind one and not get behind the other, or not uh, you can't get behind one and then just like personally leave the organization out of it like you have to address the organization and realize that there's such a huge part of the movement that you know if if there is something wrong with the organization inherently that it needs to be addressed and it needs to be people need to be aware of it because it's so dangerous to get behind a movement that is supported by a bad organization and what brian was saying when we were reading the uh what they believe 
part mm-hmm. of their website, it did seem like a lot of fluff. And then it got like, so I think the first half of that statement was a lot of fluff, a lot of big words that weren't saying too much. And then the second half was like really bizarre stuff that I felt like didn't have anything to do with what they say and the rest of their website, which which is repeated over and over again, eradicating white supremacy and intervening in violence inflicted on the black community. But when they're talking about changing, like breaking the the heteronormative like family structure and things like that and it was a lot of that. A it lot of too like radical, is that what you're saying? It, yes. They and they that's thank you. That's what I'm trying to get at. They're too radical for my liking. I don't support any type of radical group. I think radicalism is a very dangerous thing. I think it's a very slippery slope and they are self-professed radicals. It says mm-hmm. it on the website, like they are, they're a radical group. And so I think that is so dangerous because when you give a radical group a crap ton of money and a crap ton of power, i.e. the media presence they have now, the social mm-hmm. media presence and how like companies are bending over backwards to purposely give them, like they're changing algorithms on social media sites to give Black Lives Matter more of a voice so that the Black people are heard now. Like that's dangerous. They're controlling the media and they're getting too much power and money. People are blindly throwing money at this organization and they haven't even looked into it because they because they agree with the movement, which is a pure cause, but I don't like the organization behind it. So like Michael Jordan, they, he said he was giving $100 million to Black Lives Matter over like 10 years, I think was his donation. Like that's an insane amount of money to give to a group that you that people... How's so he even many, have money left? Didn't he retire? People, so many people are throwing money at this organization and donating and stuff without actually knowing about it. And that worries me. So they have the money, they have the media control. And I know I'm going to upset so many people, but this is the best example I can think of. There are a lot of parallels to when the Nazis came in power. Oh boy. Yeah. I know that's a hard thing to make, but, and like it, it has Nazis? nothing. Yes. And I'm not like saying, Germany. I'm not saying that, sh- shut up. I'm not saying that Black Lives Matter are like the Nazis or that they're, they want to kill anybody or whatever. Like, I'm just saying, when you look at how this group rose to power, it's very similar to the way that Black Lives Matter is the organization is rising to power and giving people power unchecked like that is dangerous. And I think the same thing with the way the Nazis came to power, like they had a good message. They had a good people. The people of Germany were very, destitute because of the way their country was they were very upset when they had this group come in that was like hey this is how we can fix the country everybody's like that sounds amazing yes 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 and they jumped on board without realizing how it would devolve into something dangerous and that's Mm -hmm. that is my problem with radical groups to bring it back to uh, a general sense it could be any group any group that follows the same kind of parallels as like the way the nazis came to power sets off alarm bells in me radicalism is scary and dangerous and that is why i'm always like so against like so against just blindly jumping into the movement and following it and supporting it because i'm like i don't know enough about it i don't like what i'm seeing and to be fair i haven't been able to see enough of the positives like this conversation with you has been so eye-opening and i'm already i'm already feeling myself my views change because i'm finally getting a point of view that isn't filled with hate and violence Mm -hmm. and anger Mm-hmm. It's like anybody I've talked to about this has been so angry. And if you don't automatically agree with the movement, you're a terrible person and you're a racist and you're part of the problem. And it's like, well, am I or are you? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think that, I guess I'll just leave it there. That is my biggest issue with the organization. I feel like that's what you always have a problem with is people bring race into things that you feel like race should just 
Like, why are we even talking about that in relation to something else? Am I wrong? It's, it's not that because I think a lot of people, I say that and people are like, ignoring race is irresponsible and it's absolutely a race issue. I'm not, I have no problem making it a race issue when it is, but if you can't prove that it is, it's not smart, especially if you're a, a person in power or who has a lot but of how influence. How can you prove that it isn't? That, and that's, that's the question that I feel like a lot of people have. Yeah, like you but, can't prove that it is. You can't prove that it isn't. Right. So, so why talk about it? Because, my no, my, that's my thing. Is like you can't prove that it is. You can't prove that it isn't. So let's address it from a police brutality. We'll say mm-hmm. the police brutality is the issue. Whether or not it was motivated by race, I don't think is as important as the police brutality. I mean, that's something that you can address. You can't go into court and be like, "This person's a racist." you charge that guy with murder he's a racist he did it because of race because you can't prove it and then that guy's gonna get off and people are gonna get mad but if you look at it from a different way like here's uh, an issue that we can tackle we know that there's bad training here and this cop did not do things the right way like that's something you can tackle so i think it's so dangerous to call something racist without proof either one way or the other it's the same to me, it's the same analogy as like bringing religion into politics, like mm-hmm. uh, the, the abortion debate, like the pro-life, whatever, because you can't prove one way or the other that God doesn't exist. You cannot put God into your politics. Like mm-hmm. it's the same way you can't prove that something is racist. So you can't put racism. On, I don't know. You can't like make it a race issue if you don't know that it is. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And okay, also so. you, you don't really know people's intentions unless they speak them. Yeah. You can never like somewhat you never really know unless they speak what their intentions are behind everything that they do so I do I get where you're coming from with that um the reason and you said that you feel like you can't separate the movement and the organization uh that's kind of what I got from an earlier statement is that I don't want to put words in your mouth that's what you said uh yeah I mean you there's definitely a separation but I think when it comes to like throwing money at it and giving them power, you can't ignore the organization because that's who's getting all that stuff. Yes, I, I, and I definitely get where you come with that because there has been historical evidence and historical proof that you know this has happened before. We don't want history to repeat itself, mm-hmm. but at the same time, history is going to repeat itself unless we address what has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, I think the reason I can separate the movement from the organization is because before there ever was an organization, there was the movement. The organization was born from the movement, but before there was ever a Black Lives Matter organization, it was the Black Lives Matter movement. That's how I can separate the movement from the organization. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from when you're speaking on the organization. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you that's, that's something that I'm going to try and get more information into now because I'm like, okay. Well, people are lumping the organization and the movement into the same thing. And I, the way my brain is working with it, they're totally separate. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, because I, I don't know much about the organization. So I'm following the movement, which is what a lot of, I can't speak for everybody, but this was, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're following the yeah. movement. Um, and right. then the organization is like kind of attached itself you, later on. Yeah, but I mean, you see how that can be, Bad, dangerous. Though. Yeah, like yeah said, because it's dangerous 
the the organization may be separate in a way, like especially since most people are following the movement and not the organization, but the organization is reaping all the benefits and gaining all the power and getting all the money Mm -hmm. from the movement. If they're not correctly allocating those funds and if they're not using that money to the best of the abilities to solve these problems and that money, you know what I mean? It's like wasted. I don't know. I just... I'm really sketched out about the financials and I'm not with the lie that mm-hmm. that's out there that it's going to Democrats. I mean, it could be, I don't think it is, but what mm-hmm. I'm more worried about is that there's not a lot of transparency with their financials. And if, if they're doing so much great stuff with their money, like why is that not more transparent? Like that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that worries me getting a hundred million dollars and we have no idea what you're doing with it. There's no mm-hmm. address for this organization. There's no phone number. Like it's not, there's not a lot of transparency and that's what makes it super no shady. No, I can't even like call them and like. Why would you ever? Who are you gonna call? If it's any any nonprofit charity or whatever has a phone number, you know what I mean. I, don't know. I never even knew if yeah. they had phone numbers. Like it's weird well, I have that an email address here, but that 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 is kind of odd. Yeah, and um, so we can move away from the organization then and focus more on the movement. But one thing yeah. I wanted to say about the organization that pissed me off personally. Oh God! I was reading a word article written by i'm not sure which of the founders it was it was one of them it comes directly from the uh website but she was talking about george zimmerman and she said that he was a white passing person so she was he she was basically saying that he was white just because he could he looked white and um that he and his fellow white supremacists were like celebrating the death of uh, trayvon martin george zimmerman's a nutcase yeah (laughs) exactly yeah no we can all agree that dude sucks he's awful that that dude will have problems everywhere he goes but he can we just talk about the fact that he doesn't look white at all he he doesn't he doesn't he looks hispanic to me but this is why i'm saying i feel like with what they're saying is that if you look white enough like if you can pass for white then you're not what race you are so i feel like personally i feel like if i was to meet these women i would not be considered black at all because i'm white passing and i feel like taking telling somebody what their race is just based on the way they look is mm-hmm. or like wrong. what they do or who they vote for like yeah that drives me insane it's a huge pet peeve so i was actually personally you're not um, like offended by that surprise babe <laughs> i thought you were white this whole time yeah i know jesus really rough. so i don't know that i personally feel like that that kind of thinking is just mm-hmm. like reflective of them in, in general they're very radical they're very mm-hmm. like black power and i'm getting more of a sense of them wanting black supremacy like they want to end white supremacy with black supremacy. And I think that is not the right way to go about it. That was uh, one of my questions. Yeah. That's, that's my personal feeling from what I'm reading on the website, their website. So you do feel like the Black Lives Matter movement is creating more and more black supremacy when they're trying to fight white supremacy, right? You just said that. I do think that that is a a byproduct of the movement. And I think that to them seems like a natural way to end white supremacy, which it's totally understandable. But I think part of the issue here is you have this big movement and so many people want to be behind it, but you don't have a strong leader of the movement. I don't think the Black Lives Matter organization is doing enough to lead this movement because they have all these chapters and it's a decentralized thing, right? So basically every chapter has its own free reign. There's nobody policing it. So one chapter can do very different practices than another. One one chapter could do more hateful or more violent types so of things one, where another chapter could be more peaceful. And it- One it, chapter is basket weaving and the other one's burning down something. Somewhere. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like saying? it's it's completely unchecked and there's nobody leading it. So yeah, that's why you have the emergence of like 
more hateful sides of the movement, more peaceful sides of the movement. And it's so chaotic. I think the whole movement is chaotic. And I think it's because Black Lives Matter as an organization is not doing a good job leading the movement. So, I mean, does that make sense to you, Heidi? Yeah, it does. And like I, like I said in the beginning, you can't, just like you can't generalize the entire movement on just three people, like mm-hmm. it, the movement, like you said, I didn't know that they had all these different chapters, all different places. And so, like you said, yeah, one chapter could be very peaceful and the other chapter, depending on who's setting it up, could be hellions. Mm-hmm. I think the movement is very chaotic. I don't think that it's very clear what people want because like for instance you have you have you who has made it clear you've made it clear what you stand for about the movement about um doing something about the fact that there's all this disproportionate killing of black people that needs to be addressed you feel like nobody's doing anything about it nobody cares and this movement is good because it brings light to that and that is true and that is good but then you have people who like are taking it to weird extremes like we need to get rid of statues because they represent like like historical racism and things like that. And I feel like it's like, okay, sure. But how does that solve this issue over here? How does that solve anything that's happening in the present? It doesn't. And then this movement has just kind of exploded into a whole bunch of different things. And at this point, I don't feel like we're moving. I think it's, we've become stagnant. There right. are, there are more people like me. The media is only portraying what they want everybody to believe. 100%. There are more peaceful people behind this movement than there are people that are going to these extremes. Like, I I am personally invested in this movement because of the Charleston Nine. That is the entire reason I will scream Black Lives Matter until I am blue in the face. Only because during that time, uh, this happened in... 20 was it 2015 um during that time I was a student at the college of Charleston Mm -hmm. the nine people that were killed in that church I came in contact with so I have a personal connection because had that been during the school year not during the summer I could have been down in that basement too is this and the this is that the issue where the white guy came in and shot a bunch of like like a Bible study in my Dylan Roof? Yep, went into their Bible study, sat there during the Bible study and participated, and then killed those nine people. That's so heinous. And my I get emotional thinking about it because, like I said, had it been during the school year, they invited us to. Bible studies they sent me a care packet what like a care envelope in the mail they said they asked for our address um on campus when we were there we filled out the little cards they sent numerous things to us just checking up on us giving us little words of affirmation scriptures to read like they were uh they were and still are part of the college of charleston community any one of my friends that goes to the school it could have been any of us it could have been me by the grace of God, none of us were there, but he killed those nine innocent people after sitting in and participating in the Bible study. Mm-hmm. I was already for the Black Lives Matter movement, but that was the thing that really had me pushing it. Yeah, that was Because I was point. personally, I'm personally attached to what happened in that church. So here's my question, though. How does that tie into the movement? Because that's that's something that is illegal, and he was sentenced to death, and nobody was like supporting this guy. Like with cops, I can see how it's different because the, a lot of these cops do 
get away with it. They're and, protesting the ideology though behind it. Why but you can't, that's that? what I'm saying. Like you can't, you can't change individuals' hearts. There's nothing you can do to, you can't stop people I see from their being point racist. that, that they a culture has been created that it's okay for somebody to think. That guy went through his entire life and nobody told him it was wrong to do that. Nobody told exactly. him it was wrong to, exactly. to have these racist death thoughts against black people. How do you know that nobody told him that? I mean, he's clearly crazy. I, I, you're right. I'm just saying that's the idea behind it. That's okay. why people. That's fair. I'm not saying I particularly believe that, but I can understand why somebody would. would think that. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, and that that is something that I can get behind. I guess I want to be behind the movement, but I don't understand what can be done to change anything. This comes back to the government thing. I feel. The movement is very angry with the government, and I don't feel like this is an issue that the government can solve. I feel like this is an issue that has to be solved with people. Like, the government can help and they can aid, but I think people are mad at the wrong things. I want to be behind a movement, but I want to be behind something that I see as actually helping anybody. And personally, I don't see how the movement has helped anybody or changed anything. It's just, to me, seems like it's just made a lot of people very angry and it's caused a lot of violence and hatred, but I don't think it's done anything positive. So I guess my question to you, idea would be, what, what can be done to change this? How is the movement helping anything besides raising awareness? That's what the movement is about. For me, that's what I feel like the movement is about, is to raise awareness and to show that there is an issue that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like you said, you feel like it's every four years. No, it's every day. It's just the everyday struggle of being black in this country. Are you saying that it's like the culture that there's a, it's the culture like an unspoken cloud above your head? Where so just like rape culture, it's kind of like a racist culture where yeah, it's a culture that's been built that people think it's okay to just like with the incident with the guys at Buffalo Wild Wings. You think it's okay to do these things because of the color of my skin? But I could see how some people would think it's a little one-sided, where it's, it's only um, it's only fighting racism for blacks and all other forms of racism are kind of okay because mm-hmm. they don't really affect it. I could see how no. people would say that. I'm not saying yeah, that's I can I see how people would say that too. I can't see, but like I the said, amount, black like, lives the, matter. the amount of white people out there, or I'm sorry, the amount of like stuff on Facebook that there's uh, white privilege and people white people are racist without even knowing the racist it's because white of the culture supremacy. so on and so forth that sends a whole narrative about white people and then they have no way to say like no that's not true you know i want to defend myself because people just say oh you don't understand does that make any sense yeah and it gets sticky i'm just i feel like that's a gray that can can be a gray area because i get what you're saying i do get what you're saying I guess I was trying to form a question in there, but it would be like, it's okay. It's, it almost seems like a double standard, I guess. And and if there is a double standard, would you agree with that? Because Mm -hmm. it seems like it's okay for one group to point out and make assumptions about one group of people and not the other way around. And that, that's the only thing me generally that I have a problem with is double standards. Oh yeah. The double standards. Yeah. No, I don't agree with the double standards. Um, Or do you think that there is one or no? Yeah. It just depends on who you talk to. That, and that's why I say it's a gray area surrounding it because it depends on who you talk to, how they were raised, what their ideologies are. And like I said, 
there can be so many different opinions and so many different views within a movement. So I, I, I can't, I can only speak on what I believe in. Yeah. All right, babe. Yes. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. The movement, the organization, the hashtag, whatever you want. What pros do you see there? What benefits do you see that that organization has for society? I think the fact that it's brought light to this feeling of anger and unrest that I didn't realize was there. I, I honestly, and I still kind of think this, I, we haven't really got to get into it, but I thought everything was like good. I thought everyone had equal rights. I thought everybody was equal. And maybe that's just because of where I live and the things I've experienced personally, but I thought everything was fine and dandy. So it's very good to see that people are still very angry and they're unhappy and they, they feel like there are things that need to change. That's good. Like Hedia says, the awareness is good. Um, my other second thing that I love about this is I love to see how it is, as much as everyone wants to say they hate America and burn flags and stuff like, this is so American to stand up for, uh, like against oppression and stand up for you believe in and, and protest and, you know, do stuff like that. That's, that's amazing. That's so American and I love it. It makes stand me proud to, to be an American. Down. Yeah, like you have the right to do what you want and protest in the way you want. You have the right to not stand with your hand on your heart for the Pledge of Allegiance in this country. That's awesome. That's American. Like this whole thing is so pro-America, but nobody sees it. But I, being like patriotic, that is another positive I see. That it just makes me more proud to be an American. Even if I don't agree with what people are doing, I respect and defend to the death their right to do it. You can't see this bump. I'm pounding it. <laughs> Fist bump. Fist bump. I like that. I like America. Idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what negatives do you see from Black Lives Matter? The movement, the hashtag, the organization, whatever you want. So yeah, there are some negatives, um, but they're more positive. To me, they're more positive than there neg- are negatives. Um, like I said before, the media is only going to portray what makes a story. So they're only going to show the negative side to it. I don't necessarily agree with all of the rioting that happened, but I understand why it happened. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily agree with people. I don't. I don't agree with at all people targeting white people just because they're white. I don't agree with that. That that is completely wrong. And Caitlin, you made the comment earlier. I wrote it down where you said something about paying reparations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I. I can like I said. I can only speak for me. I'm not looking for rep- reparations. I don't need anything. I just want the same the same exact rights that a white person specifically a white male has in this country. I want those same exact rights. I don't want anybody. When you look at me, I don't want you to see my race at all. I want the same exact rights, whether it be down to pay, whether it be down to a job, whether it be down to whatever, everything should be equal because that's one of the founding principles that this country was built on equality and everything is not equal. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something I would love to get into in detail in another episode because I I have questions about that and obviously different viewpoints and stuff. And so um, it's definitely something I'd love to learn more about. Um, Question for both of you. Do you feel like there's people who support the Black Lives Matter on social media just for fear of getting chastised for not supporting it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's part of the reason I... um, wanted to do this episode so bad is because I wanted to let people know like it's okay 
not to blindly agree with it. It's okay to have your own thoughts and opinions about it. I know it's scary to like speak out and stand alone and be like, hey, I don't agree with this and here's why, but it's okay to have those different, to have those thoughts and not, I hate that we've created the society where people are afraid to like say their opinion for being fired or being called a racist or being like having losing their friends. Like that's sad, you know? So yeah, I think there's definitely people out there who have problems with it that are afraid to say so. Yeah, I mean, I- I, I could see that. Idea, what do you think? The way I look where you're saying that uh, people are losing their jobs, the only way reason people are losing their jobs behind um, this movie is because they're making racist comments. That you can't, I mean, they a job can't fire you just for, you know, voicing your opinion. But if there is some sort of threat or some sort of, if the comment is ignorant, like there's no merit behind it, just for an example, um, there's a guy here in Charlotte um, that runs a company and he says, N-words will always be N-words, straight losers. All of them thieves deserve to have their next stepped on, trash of the world. Ew. Yeah, so these are these are the things that people are getting fired behind. Not necessarily voicing their opinion. Yeah, but I just I disagree with that. And to be fair, I have I have not been able to do research to back it up, but I've seen um, and it, again, I know the media lies all the time. I've seen articles where people are being forced to resign or getting fired for simply doing their job or saying, one, one I saw was this guy said all lives matter and he was being forced to resign. But what was the original question? Because I don't feel like I answered it. Well, do you not remember? Did I ask it? Yeah. What did yeah. I ask? You, oh, you asked if you felt like people were afraid to say they didn't support Black Lives Matter because right. of- Right, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I personally- don't want someone supporting the movement that's just tacking on because they're afraid of what people are going to think of them. You should be able to, this is America. Everybody should be able to voice their opinion. I would say that's almost worse than not supporting it at all. Mm, Because you're giving people a false, a false sense of, Oh, look at all these people that agree with us. And they really are just like, I just didn't want to get yelled at. Right. Exactly. And I would rather, you know what you're supporting and know why you're supporting it rather than we have all these numbers but then when you go and ask such and such oh why do you support the black lives matter movement they can't say anything that's not effective Mm -hmm. there's nothing effective about that so if i I don't agree with people just jumping on because they feel like they're gonna be judged but on the subject of racist uh social media posts there's something that when everybody reads it they know is racist Mm -hmm. and then there's other stuff that it's just statements or whatever, or like, hey, you know, uh, all lives matter. You're racist. Yeah. I feel like that's what you're saying is that like people make statements, oh, well, all lives matter. Or, um, you know, they, they, they disagree. They go kind of against the yeah. narrative and they're just blanketly being called racist. And yeah. I don't, I feel mm-hmm. like not, none of us agree with that, right? No. no, not at all. Because when you make the statement, all lives matter, it is a true statement. All lives do matter. But at this moment in time, we are trying to fight for the the black lives that are being lost. Absolutely. When, being... you, when you explain it like that, it makes sense. But when you call somebody a racist because they say all lives matter, none of that is getting through to them. It immediately mm-hmm. puts people on the defense. Right. And that's because people don't have conversations about anything. People just put, that's the, that's the dangerous thing about social media. You can sit behind a screen all day and say whatever you want to say, but nobody's having these conversations. And it's the conversations that will get everybody on the same page. I'm already more on your page than I was when we started. So good job. 
<laughs> but that means that I've done what we set out to do with this talk. That's literally the whole reason I started this podcast. Just exactly that. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> I think I am crying. It's okay, babe. Wipe my tears. No, I mean, I, 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 I'm not allowed to have an opinion because I'm the moderator. You're allowed to have an opinion. So, but I mean, I'll debate with you guys anytime. This has been a very positive experience for me. I definitely can't wait to have further conversations with you about this. I'm hoping you'd love to be a guest again in the future on different uh, topics like this. Most definitely. As long as I have, like, you give me the time like you did this time to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. I'm no, we're going to spring it on you tomorrow. Spring it on me tomorrow. Right the, <laughs> the only thing you're going to get is, oh, I can't speak on that. That's, that's what you're going to get the entire podcast. No, we're going to fly that. down there and record live. You can't I really escape. would love to see y'all, though. Yeah, same. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on our show, Hydea. I I've loved talking to you. And I think at the end of this, I've definitely softened to the movement and um, to the, not to the organization. I'm glad we can both agree that, you know, <laughs> it's maybe not a hundred percent, but it's definitely given me a lot to think on in the, in the movement. And like I, in the next, you know, few weeks and things like that, I think it, it'll definitely change the way I view things going on because, you know, a lot of my views on the movement are coming from social media specifically. I don't mm-hmm. know a lot of people that I can talk to about it and that I don't watch the news. So um, it's good oh, to hear. Oh, the news hear is you. the worst thing to watch. Oh, I know. But I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear you say that a lot of people share your, your views and your ideals because that is important to me because that's a movement I can get behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to hear. And I hope that, you know, you've maybe come to understand where I'm coming from and where other people who are like-minded um, are also coming from. Yeah, and that was the whole purpose. Well, thank you guys for having me and for having the faith in me to have this conversation. Oh, you were, there is uh, nobody else I would rather have this conversation with. Yeah. I think you girls did fantastic. I think you did good too, babe. I didn't Great really mediator. Anything. Yeah, thank good you. job. Clap, thank clap, you. Clap. I meditated on mediation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope um, that you guys got as much out of the conversation as we did. Obviously, these were just our points of view. We would love to hear what you guys think. So you can connect with us on social media. All our platforms are linked in the description. We want to know what you guys think about Black Lives Matter, the movement, the organization, the hashtag, and um, if your views differ from ours, if you agree. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. We would love to get this message out there um, of having these conversations. They're important to have and they need to happen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on this week's quest to understand the other side. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. You can connect with us on social media. Links in the description. There, you can let us know what you thought of the episode or what you'd like to hear us cover next. New episodes are released every Monday. This has been Domestic Debates. Until next time.